unique yet common sense opinions on sports. This is Jeff Allen Sports Talk. Hello and thank you once again for listening to another edition of the JAS Podcast. And this week we will continue our trek down TV theme lane. Not necessarily about uh, shows that were about sports, but just TV themes in general. I will make some stretches and a few sports tie-ins on most of them, but not all of them. But um, after getting some great feedback on the uh, the addition of Magnum PI and the themes that we played last week, and since I've been stuck in the audio vault of YouTube reliving all these TV themes, I thought, well, let's uh, let's run a few of these out there because it's, it's getting some good positive feedback and I'm glad you're enjoying them as much as I am. A little cleanup from last week. I forgot to mention that, um, you know, my, my favorite sports-themed television show, The White Shadow, that theme was done by the great Mike Post, who also did the Magnum P.I. theme, and um, also all the variations of the Law & Order franchise. Yes, he is a responsibility for that dong sound that you hear. Um, I would have played it for you, but uh, with all the TV themes that I've loaded up to my audio board, I didn't have room for it. So <laughs> you got me as the special effects on that one. Uh, but uh, Mike Post certainly uh, made a, has made a lot of money making television themes and um, a lot of notoriety as well as... Uh, they are all very well known. So I'm going to do these in chronological order from the 70s, 80s, 90s, the aughts and the teens. Not so much from the aughts and the teens, because really, um, around the turn of the century, if not a little bit before, TV themes were either like almost all the way eliminated or just reduced to very short lengths of 30 seconds or less. Um, I think they're making more of a comeback now, especially since you know so many shows are reboots uh, of, of uh, shows from the '70s, '80s, and '90s that uh, you know they're using those themes to help spark that nostalgia. So anyway, let's get to it, shall we? And uh, this particular show celebrating a 50-year anniversary in 2019. And it was, they definitely got a lot of attention, and you will recognize this theme pretty quickly. Here's a story of a lovely lady who was bringing up three very lovely girls. All of them had hair of gold, like their mother, the youngest one in curls. It's a story of a man named Brady who was busy with three boys of his own. Yes, the theme from the Brady Bunch and the sports tie-ins I will go with is, uh, you know, they had numerous uh, guest stars. Most notably for the world of sports, Dodger pitching great Don Drysdale and New York Jet quarterback Joe Namath. And I believe the Namath was in the episode where 
they threw the ball and hit Marsha Brady's nose. I'll have to go back and research that now. <laughs> I guess I didn't do a lot of prep work on that. <laughs> anyway, uh, the Brady Bunch, again, celebrated 50 years in 2019. And I, ironically enough, the theme was done by studio singers initially. And then they decided to have the kids sing the theme song, which is the one everybody recognizes. And they would also do singing in the show and talent contests, Sunshine Day, and they were uh, kind of milking that entertainment value as those shows of the sitcoms of the 70s uh, like to introduce the uh, the musical uh, side of those characters. So anyway, the Brady Bunch, as I said, 50 years last year. I don't know if you saw it on HGTV, but they actually took... They bought the house, HGTV did, they bought the house that was the used for the exterior shot in the opening scenes of the Brady's, Brady Bunch. And that was never a house that they had ever seen before or been inside before. Um, but what they did, they when you when you see this, if, if look for it on their website and stuff like that. It was pretty remarkable to see what they did work-wise. That the interior of the house looked nothing like the studio set that they had built. So they recreated the interior of that house to look exactly like the interior of the set. Pretty remarkable. And they would have fans help out with finding some various pieces of furniture or knickknacks. And it was pretty, pretty interesting stuff. So uh, check that out if you will. And of course, you know, the, uh, the, the Brady Bunch has, even though it's, it's, it's a, by today's standards considered a little hokey, they always had a good life lesson, always, you know, was looking to bend everything towards the positive. And it was a, a, you know, a, a great piece of Americana that uh, many, many of us grew up with. Not just, you know, when the show was on uh, its days in, on ABC, but uh, many, many years in syndication still uh, being syndicated today. Another one of my favorites uh, from the 1970s is uh, certainly a show that uh, was of great, great popularity. Sunday, Monday, happy days. Tuesday, Wednesday, happy days. Thursday, Friday, happy days. The weekend comes, my cycle humps. Ready to race to you. These days are all. Gray sky, hello blue. There's nothing can hold me when I hold you. You feel so right, you can't be wrong. Rocking and rolling all week long. Sunday, Monday, happy days. Tuesday, Wednesday, happy days. Thursday, Friday, happy days. Saturday, what a day. Ah, yes. Happy Days, which uh, starred Henry Winkler as the Fonz and uh, Ronnie Howard as Richie Cunningham, the headliners of that show. And uh, really a show that uh, elevated Gary Marshall to uh, really started his ascension to great heights as a producer and television hit maker. He, of course, was behind the uh, the Odd Couple 
TV show that was based on the play of the late 60s and uh, was a very successful show in its own right. But Happy Days was an explosion. And I don't know if you saw last week, but uh, ABC ran a uh, documentary uh, called The Happy Days of Gary Marshall, which went through his entire career, um, not just uh, with producing the great shows like The Odd Couple, Happy Days, Mork and Mindy, Laverne and Shirley, uh, but also when he uh, moved into doing movies and, and, and whatnot, Pretty Woman, and the list goes on and on and on. And he really uh, made great stars out of people. Um, you know, in Happy Days, uh, the sports tie-in that I can relate was uh, actually the great home run king, Hank Aaron, did a guest spot. He had, there was a uh, storyline where he was uh, a pitch man for Howard, Howard Cunningham's hardware store. And, uh, of course, all sorts of greatness when he and the Fonz meet. Can you only imagine? And you think about uh, the legacy of Gary Marshall. You think about the uh, legacy, you know, Henry Winkler was a superstar in the 70s. And uh, he basically uh, went on to become ultra successful behind the camera, you know, producing and, and whatnot. And obviously Ron Howard has done the same thing with all the great movies that he has produced. I mean, you got to think they had great influence in Gary Marshall for the uh, the post acting sides of their careers. Although Henry Winkler still does some uh, some guest spots, he's currently on the HBO show Barry, and uh, and who didn't think the Fonz was cool? Uh, for those of us who grew up watching uh, Happy Days, and Happy Days also had a, uh, a they had a softball team, and they would also play. Uh, like other TV shows and other celebrities and whatnot. So, yeah, I'm stretching the line a little hard for the uh, the sports tie-in there, but uh, definitely uh, an amazing show. Uh, this one next is a, uh, a crossover of the, uh, the late 70s, early 80s, and for anybody, anybody who worked in the radio business, you know... <laughs> Ah, uh, yes. When WKRP came on, and I was just getting, uh, I was just prior to when I got started in the radio business at the ripe young age of 17, WKRP was uh, an amazing uh, uh, show for people who wanted to get into the business, and they brought a lot of realism to it. Obviously, there is a little bit of Hollywooding up of it. But uh, an amazing cast when you look. Howard Hessman playing the great Dr. Johnny Fever when they changed the format from oldies, uh, from like classical oldies music to rock and roll. And he goes, booger, which was a phrase he got fired for one time in his career. (laughs) And now that would be nothing. Um, Gary Sandy was very believable as the, uh, the program director, Andy Travis. The newsman, 
Les Nessman. In fact, they had a little intro, more news and Les Nessman. <laughs> and he was the quirky Silver Silver Sow Award winner for his farm reports. And just a zany guy. Venus Flytrap, played by the great Tim Reed. And then Arthur Carlson, Gordon Jump played him. And at one time, there, uh, when I was working at WKIS in the 1980s, Susquehanna Broadcasting owned the station, and there was an executive named Arthur Carlson. And the rumor had it that the character of Arthur Carlson of WKRP was based on that particular individual. Again, it was pretty much, maybe it's an urban legend, never proven, but uh, interesting stuff nonetheless. Then you had the cheesy, plaid-wearing Herb Tarlick, fast-talking salesman, <laughs> who was dying to hook up with Jennifer Lonnie Anderson. And then there was Bailey Quarters, played by Jan Smithers. And yes, there was a, you know, much like the Marianne and Ginger argument, maybe not to the same popularity. You know, it's like Jennifer or Bailey. Count me in on Team Bailey. But uh, dynamic show that uh, chronicles some crazy times of the radio business and uh, definitely was uh, one terrific show. And uh, the sports tie-in I'll throw in is, uh, since they were based in Cincinnati, legendary Reds manager Sparky Anderson once made a guest appearance on that program. Next show doesn't really have a sports connection, but it is... One of the one of my favorite TV themes. It was also a a, a groundbreaking show at the time. This is it. This is it. This is life. The one you get. So go and have a ball. This is it. This is it. Straight ahead and rest assured, you can't be sure at all. So while you're here, enjoy the view. Keep on doing what you do. Hold on tight. We'll muddle through one day. Yes, One Day at a Time in the 1970s, a show that was groundbreaking because it was really highlighting on a divorced woman, uh, Anne Romano, played by legendary actress Bonnie Franklin. And uh, so she's divorced, packs up her two young daughters, moves to Indianapolis to uh, navigate the life as a single mom. Um, you know, had, you know, Mary Tyler Moore had, you know, kind of broken the ground for the single woman um, being on her own. And now this was the new twist of the uh, the single mom who was now out of a out of a marriage and looking to rebuild her life. Um, of course, that's just one one catchy theme song that uh, you know that's one of those you hear in your head after you hear it. And, and so you you can thank me for doing that to you later. Uh, <laughs> and of course, um, I like many millions of young teenage men was in love with Valerie Bertinelli. <laughs> 
Oh, my goodness. Uh, what was not to love about Valerie Bertinelli? In fact, <laughs> I remember back in the day, um, uh, Mike Lyons and Steve Craig, they were the morning show at, uh, at the old Rock 100 WDIZ. Uh, they used to do a Valerie Bertinelli update uh, on their morning show each and every day. So one day at a time from the big Norman Lear staple, you know, he did shows that, uh, you know, challenged and brought things to the forefront uh, and of the of the culture of the time and, uh, and, and often many things controversial. The shows including All in the Family, Maud, Good Times, The Jeffersons, and... Uh, it was a uh, just an amazing staple of TV shows that the great Norman Lear put together. All right, let's uh, switch over to the 1980s, the decade of decadence, often referred to by uh, Alan Hunter of MTV fame on Sirius XM's 80s on 8. And uh, the 1980s uh, provided some uh, great uh, television and great theme songs as well. We're going to go cop show on this one. This is where Don Johnson rockets to fame, playing detective Sonny Crockett, the sports tie-in being that he was an ex-Florida Gator football star. And he, along with his sidekick Tubbs, played by Philip Michael Thomas, fighting the high-stakes crime, drug wars, in the Metro Miami area, Miami area, as members of the Vice Detective Squad, and a uh, uh, a theme song that uh, was also released as a single. Many of these were, by the way, uh, as well. And uh, Jan Hammer, I believe, did this one. Um, you know, I'm gonna have to look that up because now I don't remember. So let's type that, and yes, that is correct. Jan Hammer. Ding! <laughs> Got that one right. Um, so Miami Vice, uh, certainly, uh, you know, they uh, had a multitude of, uh, uh, of guest stars, particularly for the music world, uh, and generated songs for that. Phil Collins in the air tonight. Uh, Glenn Fry was a, a character in Miami Vice, a uh, show that was definitely... Uh, one of the uh, top cop shows of the 1980s. The next one gets us back into sports uh, quite a bit, as a matter of fact. Making your way in the world today takes everything you've got. Taking a break from all your worries sure would help a lot. Wouldn't you like to get away? Sometimes you want to go where everybody knows your name And they're always glad you came You want to be where you can see Our troubles are all the same You want to be where everybody knows your name You want to go where people know 
Wars, which of course centered around the exploits of former Boston Red Sox reliever Sam Mayday Malone, played by Ted Danson, and he owns a bar, is actually a recovering alcoholic, and owns a bar, and of course initially started off with one of his uh, former uh, coaches, Ernie Pantuso, as his uh, barkeep, and then there was Carla, the zany Rhea Perlman, as the sassy Payne, and then Shelley Long as Diane Chambers, who brought her snootiness and intelligence to the bar. And one thing is I've always said about Cheers, and you can really say this throughout its entire run, I think only one other show compares to it in that like. Cheers was a show that mixed intelligent humor with gutter humor. So you kind of think about that. And uh, the Big Bang Theory would also be the other one that I would uh, parlay into that particular category. And then there was the the zany people who saddled up to the bar. Norm! As Norm Peterson would walk in, George Wint with his classic character. In fact, I saw a clip today that was pretty funny, one of the best ones. Uh, you know, Norm always had something funny to say. When he came into the bar, like they'd ask him how it's going. That's eh, a dog eat dog world. I'm wearing milk boat underwear. <laughs> but uh, there was a clip that I saw today where uh, Dr. Fraser Crane, played by the great Kelsey Grammer, and his wife Lilith, played by BB Newworth. Um, so Fraser had taken his kid to the bar. <laughs> and as uh, Lilith is giving him consternation for that, Norm walks in and the kid says his first words, Norm! <laughs> and of course she goes, He said mama! <laughs> oh, as I crack myself up here, I hope you're laughing as well and I'm not the only one finding this funny. But uh, Cheers was definitely a, a terrific show and they often had uh, great uh, uh, sports stars come in to guest, uh, particularly from the Boston area. You know, Kevin McHale being one the Boston Bruins would have players come in, uh, you know, the, the legendary uh, uh, DJ and uh, actor Jay Thomas. You know, he played Carla's love interest as the uh, as Eddie Lebeck, who was a, a, a goalie who got on a hot streak. And then ended up marrying Carla, and after his hockey career flamed out, was a Zamboni driver, and the Zamboni actually killed him. But Cheers uh, was certainly uh, an awesome comedy, and uh, I think a lot of the humor still holds up very much today. Now we're really going to shift some gears here, and uh, we're going to go down south for the next one. Just a good old boy. Never meaning no harm Beats all you never saw Been in trouble with the law Since the day they was born Straightening the curves Flapping the hills Someday the mountain might get them But the law never will Making their way That's just a little bit more than the normal life Just a good old boy Who 
wouldn't change if they could Fighting the system like a two modern day Robin Hood Ah, yes. The Dukes of Hazard, who followed the chronicle of the stories of Bo and Luke Duke and their Uncle Jesse and Cousin Daisy. Yes, Cousin Daisy brought the Daisy Dukes to national prominence, the short cutoffs that uh, were loved by millions. <laughs> and uh, they would have their encounters with Boss Hog and Sheriff Roscoe P. Coltrane. Gonna get those Duke boys. And really the only sports tie-in I can throw in to this was they drove a stock car. So <laughs> that's pretty much it. But uh, definitely uh, was a, you know, it was a very campy show. Uh, you know, you had to be, I think you had to be kind of young to enjoy it at that time. And interesting enough, you know, John Schneider, Tom Wopat became huge stars out of that. And they wanted to get paid, so they actually held out. And so CBS trotted out uh, another uh, blonde look-alike and a brunette look-alike of those two guys. They were additional cousins, more cousin dukes, and they were held down the fort. And then finally, CBS relented and paid their two stars uh, to come back to the show. But uh, definitely, that was a, a, a terrific uh, theme song uh, done by the great. Waylon Jennings. In fact, if you heard, have heard the the story and also have heard the song of the actual release of that as a as a as a as a hit song, you know he makes reference, uh, you know, in the lyrics you don't hear in the TV theme song about uh, how his mama's always loved me and how he made it, and uh, the fact that the only thing you see from Waylon Jennings on the Dukes of Hazard is his hand strumming the guitar. <laughs> And that was kind of cool that he uh, made light of that in the actual full uh, uh, rendition of the theme song. And this next one from the 1980s was a drama that uh, really encapsulated a lot of the 1980s as far as like greed and all that good stuff goes. That is the theme song, of course, from the hit TV show, Dallas. Larry Hagman becoming one of the most hated characters on television as the ruthless J.R. Ewing. The sports tie-in I'll throw in on this is they had a flyover of the old Texas stadium. They were in Dallas, after all. So they had to get that in. So a show that made a lot of of the battle between the brothers, JR, and the squeaky queen, squeaky clean brother, Bobby Ewing, played by Patrick Duffy. Of course, JR would have his countless affairs, one leading to ultimately him getting shot. And, of course, that Who Shot JR episode, which was a cliffhanger end-of-season episode at that time, was the highest-rated TV show of all time. 
And then you had the Ewings versus the Barnes. And, of course, they had a Barnes member that was married into the Ewing family. Uh, the lovely Victoria Principal, playing Pam Ewing, Bobby's wife. And her brother, Cliff Barnes, basically dedicated his life at trying to get back to the Ewings for them screwing over his father for oil fortunes. And... uh they did a reboot of this back in the, the 2010s, used the same theme song, and, you know, J.R. was now the patriarch of the family, and, you know, they brought the, they centered the show around the, the, the offspring of J.R. and Bobby uh, running the family business and, and whatnot, but uh, Dallas was certainly one of the most iconic televisions of all time. After a quick break, we'll look at the 90s, the aughts, and the teens. As we continue our fun with TV themes on the JAS podcast. Five reasons why you should listen to or advertise with Captain and Company in the morning. One, just under four decades of professional broadcasting experience. AM, FM, online. Two, programming music you listened to before you settled down and started a family. Three... Live every weekday morning, just as reliable as your automobile. Four, no spin doctor here. I just can't fix stupid. Five, if you got this far, please go back to reason number one. Weekday mornings right here on your favorite online station. Our primary objective is to keep the groove. I got peace. Oldschool101.com. Forget about it. All right, so we move into the 1990s as we continue our TV theme edition of the JAS podcast. And as we go into the 90s, we uh, also go to a TV show that was centered in Big D. In the eyes of a ranger... The unsuspecting stranger had better know the truth of wrong from right. Cause the eyes of the ranger are upon you. Any wrong you do, he's gonna see. When your indexes look behind you. Cause that's where the ranger's gonna be. And yes, that was series star Chuck Norris quote-unquote singing, <laughs> if you call it that, the theme song to Walker, Texas Ranger, as the aforementioned Chuck Norris played Cordell Walker, an ass-kicking martial arts Texas Ranger with his sidekick Jimmy Trevette. And the sports tie-in comes that Jimmy Trevette was a member of the Dallas Cowboys before, I believe, a knee injury forced his football retirement and redirected him to law enforcement. And this was also a very campy TV show, but it was always one that uh, also went around that theme of not only solving the crime, but pointing towards the good message and trying to bring up the positivity. And uh, you could de definitely say one thing, they would have some pretty good fight scenes <laughs> using all the, the martial arts and whatnot um, they would bring in a couple of other younger Rangers, Nia Peoples played one of them and she was, uh, uh, pretty good at doing the martial arts thing herself. And, uh, Walker, Texas Ranger 
from the 1990s. This next one, we go out of the West and go all the way to the West Coast. Also would qualify as one of the longest TV themes ever done. It's almost two minutes long, which most of them are in the minute range. And this, of course, a great show, depending on what how you qualify great. A Baywatch centered on the lifeguard life of beautiful lifeguards, men and women, running up and down the beach. Saving lives, looking pretty. Enjoying the California lifestyle. And ironically, this show was canceled after its one season on NBC. But credit David Hasselhoff and the producers of Baywatch for ramping it up into syndication where it had a very long life and actually got into the early 2000s when it was rebranded at the end as uh, Baywatch Hawaii um, with somewhat of a newer cast. But uh, David Hasselhoff, the Hoth, who has got some great international acclaim, especially in Europe. And you know, you thought he would never top Knight Rider. <laughs> well, look out. And, you know, Baywatch uh, uh, certainly... A, uh, a show that you could look at with a critical eye. I, yeah, I would watch it from time to time for its campiness and the scenery. But interesting stuff from that particular program. Of course, the next TV theme we're going to play from the 90s, we were actually referenced it on last week's show because uh, it was a show that was kind of meant to be a uh, an athletic version of what this wildly popular Saturday morning show was. I'm saved by the It's alright Cause I'm saved by 
Saved by the Bell from 19, the 1990s, a tremendously popular Saturday morning show that uh, chronicled, chronicled the kids from Bayside High School. Although, when that show started, it was based on a junior high in Indiana, I believe, in its first season, and had a uh, had a, uh, a female teacher that was a prominent character, and then they re- rebrand, rebooted it, so to speak, uh, and uh, shifted it to California and uh, Bayside High School. And uh, interestingly enough, the sports tie-in I will give you is definitely a stretch, but uh, Dennis Haskins played principal building is a guy who's uh, pretty well known for hanging out with uh, with uh, athletes and uh, sports uh, broadcasters. Our good friend Todd Wright over in Tampa is a good friend of Mr. Haskins. Tim Brando uh, knows him pretty well, and uh, he likes to hang out like at uh, athlete parties. There, there's actually a, a video that uh, went around years ago of uh, him along with Tony Romo uh, singing uh, to Journeys Don't Stop Believing." So uh, there you, there's your, there's your real big stretch for a sports tie-in, and again, Saved by the Bell was an immensely popular show uh, on Saturday mornings. As we shift to the 2000s, and this show will actually cross the 90s and the 2000s, and it goes military style. And that, of course, is the hit TV show JAG that actually debuted after the 1995 Super Bowl on NBC. I believe NBC had it for a couple of seasons, and they decided to cancel it. And CBS rolled in and picked it up where it uh, ran for, I believe, 10 seasons overall. And JAG, of course, follows the mostly... uh, Commander Harmon Rabb, who was a uh, former uh, Navy pilot who, uh, because of eyesight problems, had to give up flying. So he became a, a Navy lawyer with the JAG Corps and uh, no real sports tie-ins to speak of, uh, but uh, def- an interesting television show. Uh, nonetheless, certainly took on a different tone after 9-11. Uh, which featured a lot of uh, uh, exploits in Afghanistan and, and 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 the like. And one thing you can say about JAG that's still in existence today is that uh, that is where the hit TV show NCIS was spun off from, as Harmon Rabb was uh, actually accused of murdering a JAG colleague, Lieutenant Singer, was actually his real real life wife don't say that three times fast uh, but uh, uh, so that's how NCIS was introduced as a uh, episode of jag and NCIS still on the air today I believe going towards 17 or 18 seasons now and the various NCIS spin-offs uh, uh, from the Belisario franchise and uh, JAG, of course, runs uh, now a couple hours each morning on WGN America. And our final theme, and we do this one from the teens, um, this show is uh, just, to me, it's it's kind of a cult 
favorite, so to speak, and definitely one of my all-time favorites. And uh, they just did a uh, concluded a series of marathons on the USA Network, the network that it ran on during its duration. I'm not inclined to resign to maturity If it's alright, then you're all wrong Why bounce around to the same damn song? You'd rather run when you can't crawl I know, you know that I'm not telling the truth I know, you know they just don't have any praise The deception, learn how to bend you worst inhibition's gonna psych you out in the end I know, you know I know, you know I know, you know I know, you know That, of course, the theme from the USA Network hit show Psych. Starring James Roday as Sean Spencer, a psychic detective who is not really psychic at all. He just has great observational uh, capabilities. And uh, he, of course, the son of a former policeman, Corbin Bernson, plays his father. And our sports tie-in for this is that Corbin Bernson was in the great baseball movie Major League. So there's our (laughs) tie-in. Dooley Hill played Sean's best friend Gus, lifelong best friend who is a pharmaceutical salesman and uh, is his detective sidekick, so to speak, in that business as they work with the Santa Barbara Police Department to solve crimes and uh, using his wild psychic antics. And this is a show that is just completely goofball, completely all, all about silliness, a lot of great 80s references, just you know, if I would recommend you if you've never, if you've never watched Psych, to give it a give it a shot. If you just want to get away from the seriousness of the world, this is a good show to do it with. It's not going to be, it's not going to be quote unquote referenced as a great crime detective show or anything along that line. Um, it's just got a lot of great fun to it. Uh, Steve Franks, the creator of the show, also did the theme song for it. How about that? So he's uh, got some musical chops as well. And uh, what I liked about the theme song is that they also um, would change it up from time to time, still using the same lyrics, but if there was a particular theme of the show, like Halloween or one of the parodies of a TV show they would do, um, or if there was a particular musician on the show, they would would structure it around that, which is always uh, pretty good stuff. All right, so that's going to conclude this version of TV Themes on the JAS Podcast. I hope you enjoyed the... It's a bit of a side trip outside of sports this time around. I do realize that, uh, and I appreciate you putting up with my weak sports tie-ins on some of these. But uh, again, I was just kind of having fun while we're doing all... While the world is all nostalgic, you know, we might as well enjoy some of that on this platform as well. And please do subscribe to our podcast this is your first time along. We do talk sports on this uh, podcast most of the time, and we'll get back to that next week. And uh, again, please subscribe on the very many 
uh, platforms where you get your podcast. We certainly would greatly appreciate it. And you can follow me on uh, Twitter at Jeff Allen underscore 88. And with that, we are done here. Thanks for listening to Jeff Allen Sports Talk. Follow Jeff on Twitter at Jeff Allen underscore 88, on Facebook at Jeff Allen 88, and the website JeffAllenSportsTalk.com. And you can reach out to the show anytime by email, JeffAllenSportsTalk at gmail.com. Jeff Allen Sports Talk is brought to you exclusively by Kramer's Salve for Dogs. Does your dog itch, suffer from debilitating skin allergies, or trouble hot spots? We have the solution using the healing power of neem. Kramer's Salve is a safe and natural approach to help your best friend live an itch-free life. Go to KramerSalve.net to order today with new low pricing. That's K-R-A-M-E-R-S-A-L-V-E dot net.